and welcome back to the Rooted Podcast provided by Parkland Chapel. We have a special guest with us today, one that works with us every day of the week. Alana, who do we have on here today? Here we have Mindy. Mindy. Mindy Parrot. How you doing, Mindy? Fine, thank you. <laughs> so this is Mindy's favorite thing to do of all her work. She just loves being put on the spot and talking about her life in just depth that no one has ever heard before. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, in case you don't know us, I'm Alana, and that is Jordan. The man, the male, the man <laughs> figure, not the woman or the myth, but the man. And All right. So what do we have going on at church this week? Well, last night we had the Operation Christmas Child craft night of making the jump ropes from T-shirts and learning the sewing for the dresses. Ooh. Did you go? I did not. No. I sent a child for child labor. Uh, which child? Sarah. So we had Operation Christmas Child, um, craft night, and I think they actually made jump ropes last last night. Last time they just made, uh, they cut up the shirts. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got small groups going on tonight. Yes. Mindy, how, you host one, Yeah, right? how was your small group? I do. Going? Ours is meeting on Sunday nights. It's going really well. How, how many people are in your small group? Uh, about 12. Nice. Do they consistently come? They have been. We had uh, one couple miss for something out of town, and then one couple miss with a sick kiddo. But other than that, everyone's been able to make it. This Saturday, I'm hosting a girls' picnic for the youth. Girls, not boys. Up at the tent. And you guys get Jimmy John's. We do. I have to order that later. Like turkey, ham, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, like Italian kind of sandwiches. Those are good. I like Italian sandwiches. Yes, Italian is always a go-to. Favorite sandwich of all time, go. I do like spicy Italian, like from Subway. Subway or Jimmy John's? Well, I like both. If I, you I were pick. to die oh. and you had one sandwich. It'd probably be spicy Italian from, from Subway. Oh, my gosh. I'm Ooh. sorry. Are you going to fire me? Yes. <laughs> The other thing this week is Sunday, uh, Dr. Martin Winslow will be here giving an update for Bethlehem Christian Academy. He's a doctor. He is. Um, apparently he's not. He is. We have um, our, our audience saying he's not. <laughs> You're saying he's not? I made it up. <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs> See, this is why we couldn't have Mike in here. He's, I knew he was going to be over there correcting me. Hold on. Hold on. And he's like, I am right. I, I do think he is, but we'll skip all that. He's not a doctor. I made it up because he's named Martin. Doc Martin, like the shoes. <laughs> yes, I'm with you on that, but I thought that I thought we saw this like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In fact... He asked me last time he was here, You're... why in the world does everyone here call me doctor? Oh, my gosh. Because I made it up. Ah. Okay, well, that just proves how gullible I am. Apparently, I believe everything he says. That's awful. Okay. Well. <laughs> Next. He's Master Martin. Master oh Martin. Goodness. I like that. Master Martin will be here to talk about Bethlehem Christian Academy on Sunday. And we have a, a women's leader meeting yes. with Quadoba. Oh my that gosh, can we just make that our permanent food source? I think it is for now. Yes. So ooh, good. Ooh, Jordan and I went to Lowe's yesterday and you just did. bought a bunch of electrical, like, power cleanup outside equipment. That was fun. That is fun. 
Now it's going to be clean and clear paths for Jesus. Ooh, <laughs> and Mike said I can uh, work on my plant um, sculpting and make a giraffe. Wow. Yeah, what are you going to make a giraffe out of? A bush. Yep. We got the a hedge trimmer. The hedges around Parkland Chapel are going to be animals. It's going to be like, like they're the going... Ark. Yep, yep. The <laughs> so bushes are going to be going into the new sanctuary. So there's that giant tree out in the field that needs trimming. Maybe you could make it into a giraffe. Oh, that'd be really tall. It'd be a really <laughs> fluffy giraffe. It would be. <laughs> It'll only be a giraffe about as tall as me. Maybe if Jordan lets me get on his shoulders. With I a chainsaw? A <laughs> what in the world? Oh, have no, you really? only a hedge at, trimmer. Where have, you, where have you fed a giraffe? At a zoo. In Colorado? No, I think it was Wichita. Oh, because me and my sister, we went to Colorado, and she had a GoPro, and she was feeding the giraffe the leaf, but the GoPro and the leaf got too close, and the long tongue wrapped it. Yes. <laughs> it was taking the GoPro away. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, Jordan, your sister got married last weekend. That did happen. That's exciting. I have a brother-in-law, a new family. Woo. My sister is now in Costa Rica. Is your sister more of an extreme sport person or like relax? Oh, she could care less. She's not an extreme person. She's very docile. Oh, so she's just like, let's sit on the beach and yes. watch the waves yeah. lap by. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Instead of like sailing over them in a, with a parachute. That's what I would want to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that sounds fun. Mindy, what would you do? Um, I have been parasailing, so that's good. Um, but, but what do you like? Did you like it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. If you had your choice to do whatever, would you rather sit on the beach and watch the waves? No, I'd have to be doing something. Okay. What was the most rebellious thing you've done? Oh, dear. I have no idea. Did you climb out a window of your house and escape? Did you ever sneak yes, out of the house? Yes, Ooh. yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. My mom's not going to listen to this. Wait, she doesn't know? Well, I doubt it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> still gets in trouble many are found it <laughs> yes she actually you know what she does so on life 360 she secretly stalks everywhere i go and labels it and then acts like it's not her doing it she acts like she doesn't know how but everywhere i go keeps popping up with these markers and labels where i've been what's the most unique one I don't know but my sister's starting to get her feelings hurt because she feels like it's only me that's being stalked like she isn't being. <laughs> she's her. <laughs> wow. Mindy, yeah. how did you get your name? I'm not really sure, other than I know if I was a boy, I was going to be named Christopher. Yeah. What's, your, what's your middle name? Marie. Mindy Marie. M M. M M M. My maiden name was an M also. Oh, that's right. M cubed. Yes. Triple M. Before 3M was a thing. Oh, <laughs> why don't we call you 3M? I don't know. Because <laughs> now she's 2M and a P. <laughs> You're putting in a pool. That's true. We were talking to Eric yesterday. Eric's her husband, in case you didn't know. He was like, I'm trying to get water out of the hole so I can put water back into the hole. <laughs> That is correct. How'd you and Eric meet? Well, actually, we met in sixth grade. We were both part of the program at school for gifted children. It was kind of a nerd thing. You know? Oh, was that like pages? Kind of, yeah. Okay. And uh, then we what? were in school till we graduated high school together, but we weren't really friends. We just didn't have similar interests or anything. And then... 
Um, Did you grow up around this area? Yeah, I grew up in Deloge, and he was outside of Bonterre. Oh, sweet. Oh, so you're Raiders? Correct. Oh, my goodness. So that's why. That's why. I don't know. It's okay. (laughs) So you're blue and gold? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Sort of, although now I'm black and gold. Yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you and Eric grew up together? Yes. And then? Did you part ways, and then all of a sudden he was, like, walking on the Sea of Galilee, and you're like, ah. Something like that. No, we we didn't talk after high school until we were almost thirty. Oh wow! So there's oh. a pretty big yeah time gap there. Okay, so where, did you go to college? Uh, I've went to several for brief periods of time. Do you have a degree of no. silence? No. Oh, you really you really don't have a degree? Correct. And you're here. Yes. Whoa. So what what was that timeline like, or even in history? Oh gosh, there was lots of activity. Like, I, I lived out of no. <laughs> I lived out of state for a while, and then I moved back. And Ooh, where'd state? New Mexico. What? What'd you go to New Mexico for? I went out there just for about six years. Not long after. Just just six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're at New Mexico. Albuquerque. Okay. Did you guys see hot air balloons all the time? Really? Okay, because yes. I had this shirt when I was really little, and it just had it said Albuquerque on it, and it had. Hot air balloons. And I never understood why. I don't even know how I got it. I, I know I know my dad was out there at one point, but that's what I always associate with Albuquerque. That's kind of one of the biggest things they're known for is they, they host an international balloon festival in October of every year where people come from all over the world. And yeah, that's just their big thing. So everybody who lives there has if not seen the balloons, been up in the balloons, or been a part of crewing balloons or something. Did you... I've been up in balloons, yes. <laughs> Did you get a fly a balloon? I got to ride in them. You have to have a pilot's license, by the way. You have to be licensed to huh. fly it. Yeah. Because all you do, don't you just go... Correct. But I think you have to know how much... But to... you have to be able to land it without oh, yeah. crashing it. That's. That I guess that might important. be... Do you have to, like... Is there, like, a certain way the balloon, like, falls, like, once it's, like, you know, like, landing? Because, like, you know, you don't want it to fall on top of you. That'd be unfortunate. Yeah, for the most part, if you, you, you do kind of come down like a plane, so you're coming down at an angle. So when the, the basket hits the ground, the balloon will kind of naturally fall forward in that direction. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Physics. Well, Woo! What yeah. was your ACT score? Uh, I believe it was 28. 28? Oh, yeah. only okay. 28? Then? Only 28. Yeah. yeah Jordan, just, what was yours? It's just okay. Uh, 22, three straight times. Hey, you're consistent. I was. Yay! You're just above average. Yes. So how did you come to know Jesus? Um, I guess I've always known him in some capacity since I was young and then really committed to him about mm, 14 years ago, I guess. I guess basically when Eric and I um, started dating and when we got married... um, it just became our life. It, he was part of our relationship, and we each started our relationship with him and just grown from there. And that was around Parkland Chapel's baby stages. Yeah, it was pretty soon after. Um, we started coming here um, Christmas Eve of 2006 and got married in May of '07. So how did you hear about uh, Parkland Chapel? Lance Calvert. So Lance and Eric had been really good friends growing up, and they had stayed in touch over the years. 
And so Lance was already here and he had taken Eric a few times to like the basement when it was meeting in Mike's basement and stuff. So, yeah. That's one thing that's surprised me. That was literally like a skip and a half from where I grew up <laughs> and I never even knew it. <laughs> what were you doing in 2005 when it was starting in the basement? Where were you? Oh, I was probably just shooting hoops on Woodgate Street. I literally was outside all the time, either riding bikes with my fr- the neighborhood. I probably drove by or at least rode by Mike's house like all the time and didn't even know about it. When I fr- like when I first came here and got to meet Mike, he's like, "Oh yeah, I always saw you playing around, and you know your dad's working on the car in the garage." I'm like, "What in the world? <laughs> this guy's stalking me!" <laughs> like, I've known you since yeah. you were a boy. Yeah. What What it attracted you to Parkland Chapel? It made you want to stay. Well, it was really really small, so I can't say that there was a whole lot attracting us. But no, it was. Um, just the way people interacted with each other, that they were very genuine and authentic. It wasn't like people were coming in and being any different than they were in every day of their life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I like about our people here. They're just genuinely happy, just genuine good people. The other thing I really liked about it and that I have always told people is that it was immediately obvious that it was being led by the men in the church and that the men were then also leading in their homes and families um, versus a lot of the churches I had been around growing up were technically being ran by the women. <laughs> so it was something very different than what I had yeah. been around. Which is unfortunate because that's actually biblically right. very exactly. biblically based. The men lead in, in today's culture. They're like, women can do exactly what men can do it's like well not really we're not meant to and i don't want to (laughs) personally (laughs) you guys have a lot more responsibility like okay so how did you end up as being the og secretary oh so i left my job um when i was pregnant with our second son isaac and my only plan was just going to be staying at home with him for a while. What was the or both of them? What was the job you left? Okay, this is very hard to explain because there's not a short answer. That's fine. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. I worked with um, analytical data and sampling at a radioactive waste site that was being remediated. <laughs> that yeah, I know it's hard to explain, right? So we, we sampled a lot of things pertaining to our activities. Well, we sampled soil, air, and water daily and reported to different agencies. And so all of those samples that came back every day, I managed in a database. And So basically, my degree was your degree, even though you didn't go to college for it. There you go. We'll, <laughs> we'll say that, yeah. We, we'll share it. Literally. We'll share it. Yeah. Oh, Ranger Mindy. Yeah, Ranger Mindy. <laughs> Instead of Ranger Jordan, she literally was doing my profession. <laughs> so you, you left the environmental science job. Yes, and then, and then stayed home. And But since I was home and available, I started helping Mike with whatever he needed at church. And yeah. Did you offer your services or was he like, I need help? No, I had offered. Um, actually, I believe while I was still working, I started helping with the, I think the first thing we did was um, the PowerPoint and slide projection of the teaching notes in worship because they didn't have those. When we first started coming, the songs were printed on a trifold paper 
bulletin type thing that was handed out every week. Yep. I'm actually going through all the messages and it's interesting because Mike actually started doing announcements like right at the beginning of his sermon so he's like get out those bulletins so i got some announcements for you yes that's right it did have the announcements in there too yep so what have been what have been the biggest changes from working back then to now so i was kind of thinking about that the other day actually um i love all the people i get to work with i mean for years it was just mike and that was cool too (laughs) but now there's more people and they're just so awesome and everybody just loves each other and loves what they're doing like they're they're all here individually to serve the lord but then everybody's just so good to each other i don't know i've worked in the past with so many people who are really just disgruntled and really don't even want to be working you know so it's no fun to work with those kind of people what was one of the biggest things so to speak of that you saw develop here that was just a god thing i guess one cool thing to see was about three years ago both when we physically built the building in the middle this now um gym and youth room uh at that same time our youth just exploded. And so that was really neat to watch. Speaking of youth, you have a ton of youth running around at your house. Oh, I do have a few, yes. How many is a few? 11 total, three official teens and two more as of this summer. Oh, so I'll have so five, five teenagers. Jeez. Is Deacon, is Deacon now 13? Deacon's 13 and the twins will be 13 in July. That's right. Did you ever picture yourself having that many kids? Not exactly. There was a time in my life when I was really young and I enjoyed kids. And so I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'll have 10 kids. And as I got older and especially realized how expensive they were, I was like, holy cow. (laughs) So then I dropped the number down to five and I was like, okay, five, that's like my limit. And as I got closer to 30 and just didn't have any for various reasons, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to have any. And, and I was okay with that, and my heart was okay with that, and the Lord knew that my heart became okay with that. So I think that's the only reason that he did then allowed me to have 11 was because he knew my heart was okay with none. So two of them are biologically you and Eric's. Yes. And then the rest of them were foster kids. Yes. And then you guys adopted. So what got you into fostering? Well, after we um, lost our second son, Isaac, we weren't real interested in going through another pregnancy and so we thought well we'll adopt and so we started researching and basically adopting internationally was kind of hard uh, especially since we only had one young child and um, were able to technically still have children a lot of countries want you to either only have older children or not be able to have children so since that wasn't the case we um, knew that wasn't going to be our plan but uh Somebody that we knew going to church here actually um, was a foster parent, and we learned that you could adopt that way. And so we thought, well, we'll check that out. And even if that wasn't our route for adoption, we thought that at least fostering would be meeting a need. So we were happy to do that. I mean, I'm trying to remember the order. 
Order they came in or order of their ages? <laughs> no, order that they came in. Okay, so this is this is tricky. So Deacon came first, our biological. Uh, next was James, who was our very first placement as a foster child. And next came Timothy. They're two weeks apart. And then came Dawson. And then we got James's sisters, which are Sarah and Charlie. So then we had six, and we thought we were done. And then we got surprised with Oliver by pregnancy, <laughs> and that was cool. And that was seven, and we thought that was enough. So wait, wait, wait. All of them, what, you had seven kids under Under seven. the age of seven, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we really thought that was enough. And then we bought a bigger van because our kids were getting bigger. Was that the pickle van? No, this was when we bought the bat van. Okay. So when we bought the bat van, we bought we went from a 12-passenger to a 15-passenger, mainly because the kids are getting bigger, and we just wanted everybody to have some more space. We wanted to, you know, by that point, you have to travel by car for vacation with that many people. So we just needed a little more room. And a couple of people jokingly asked, like, oh, are you going to get more kids? Get more kids, not have more kids there. Um, <laughs> and we're like, no, like, we have seven. Like, why would you say something like that? That's so weird. And it really wasn't long after that. This is, this is weird, the timing of it, looking back. But we got the van, like, April and May. And then in July, the four kids started coming to church with another family that was fostering. And we met them, and they were just awesome and we learned a little bit about their story they had been in foster care for six years and they were hoping to all be adopted together and it suddenly didn't sound crazy for us like years before it sounded really crazy to us to think of adopting four siblings especially being older um, when we hadn't even been parents for that many years Um, but at this point it just seemed like it worked so it happened (laughs) I think I read the article that Eric was like, no, we're not doing four more. And you're like, you had already met them. And then he's like, I accidentally met them. Yeah, that's it. He accidentally <laughs> met them. That's true. Yes. Wait, how does that happen? Oh, I guess if they're coming to church here. Correct. Yes. I had accidentally met them at VBS. They started coming. And then it was just a few weeks later. Actually, it might have even been like a week later. The um, The water park picnic yeah, oh, is yes. where he accidentally met some of them. <laughs> yeah. So how old were your were were the four of them? Uh, at the time they were 13, 12, and the twins were 10. So what have been some challenges through that and then I guess the opposite would have been some of the like like just moments of just yes, this is awesome. So some of the challenges, I guess, have just been just the flat-out logistics of having that many people living under one roof. I guess my first favorite piece of that was uh, laundry. I, oh. But I actually enjoy laundry. I always say that's the only reason I would have 11 kids. <laughs> if I didn't enjoy it, I couldn't have this many kids. Um, but so I've always had two washers and dryers, and that's like excitement for me to get to do a lot of laundry at the same time. And now, actually, one of the sets lives in the basement with the big boys, and they all do their own. So I've kind of lost some excitement there, but <laughs> it's okay. I guess the joys is just seeing them interact with each other. Like, they they really do love each other, um, even though some of them haven't been together for many years. They, they just develop their own relationships, which is pretty cool to watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love, um, especially on Wednesday nights, like when you pull up with the van, and you just see them all pile out and just come in one by one. Yeah, we kind of look uh. like a circus. <laughs> Coming out of high school, what you imagine life to be versus how it is now, like how does those compare, contrast? Wow, the night and day, they don't even really compare at all. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit in our small group the other day. And yeah, if you'd have told me that I'd be serving and working in a church, it just would have been somewhat laughable. You never would have imagined yourself working at a church. With 11 kids. No, it really wasn't on my radar. Like, I like a variety of things, so I always had this list in the back of my head of random, unrelated things that I wanted to do. Uh, and that was the other thing, too, is I couldn't pin myself down to just one thing, so I thought I'd do everything. So the fact, too, that I'm still here, like, after this many years, I don't know. It's just cool. So how many years have you been working with Parkland Chapel? 11, I guess. 11. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about working at Parkland Chapel? Oh, like I said, definitely the people, um, not just the people I work with, but um, the church body. I really just enjoy getting to know all of them and and watch them grow and watch them make their own connections. That's pretty cool to me. If you could give any advice for those wanting to adopt children or wanting to look wanting to go into that process, what would be advice from you to them? I guess one of the biggest things is knowing that you're doing it because you're called to do it. Um, I've seen other people get into it for different reasons, and it usually doesn't go real well. So um, just knowing that the Lord's calling you to do it. Loaded baked potatoes, like loaded with barbecue pork or something. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, Minnie invited me over to her house one day. Or it's like, what was it, after a Sunday service? Yeah. Did you get to have those? Yes. It was delicious. There you go. See, that was my favorite. Is that your favorite thing to uh, cook as well? Or is there a different thing that you just like to cook as well? Favorite thing to cook. Uh, I like one of the easiest things that we like to do. Uh, that we do a lot is sliders with the little Hawaiian rolls. So yeah. like a like healthy turkey, version turkey of White sliders. Castle. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you won't be knocked out for the next week and a half like I was? Correct. What does a trip to Walmart look like? Well, I actually don't go in Walmart. I just do the online ordering. But that is literally the highlight of my week <laughs> because I just used to really despise going in there. It was yeah. it was physically hard. Oh, I bet. Because I estimated one time that an average trip was about 150 pounds of groceries. So by the time I put it all in the cart, go to the front of the store, load it all on the thing, then load all the bags in my car, then go home and have to unload it. That was a lot of work. Yeah, it was like a workout just going to Walmart. <laughs> Would you bring your kids to Walmart as well? or No. <laughs> oh, so Could you imagine all I the take, parents running around? I take Helena and Hazel just out like randomly, but Helena gets 
sidetracked so bad at Walmart by the clothes. She's just like touching everything because I'm like, oh, they don't ever get a go. So it's, it's true. It's such a treat, you know, yeah. just get lost for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but the online ordering was life changing for me to just be able to show up and somebody's already done all that other part. They've shopped it all, they've bagged it all, and then they put it in my car for me. Jeez, yeah, like, just this pull is up. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and all you have to do is unload it, but you have all your kids and they. Yeah, we, I actually don't do the unloading anymore. So we have a lot of, we're kind of nerds and we have um, our Google Homes saved with a bunch of pre-recorded messages. And one of them is the grocery alert. So whenever I'm pulling up, we broadcast <laughs> the grocery alert and they all come out running to pick what is, up the bags what and take is them inside. What is the grocery alert? Uh, I think it just says like grocery alert, grocery alert, come outside <laughs> and help carry in bags. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, man. What are some other uh, alerts that you have on your Google Home? Uh, bedtime reminders and reminding them to all brush their teeth before they go to bed. Oh, and then time to eat. Whenever it's mealtime, you just say time to eat to Google, and they all come to the table <laughs> and eat. That's yeah. like the best use of a Google Home. Like, it really is. Like It's a beautiful thing. You need an ad. Like. So do you guys have like one dinner table? So our dinner table is technically two matching tables end to end. So it's like... 15 feet long, I think. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I do enjoy that because we do eat at the table every single day. And I love that time of day. I love hearing about the kids' day at school and um, and seeing them, like I said, interact with each other. And uh, I'm just so thankful that even with as many as old as they are, that that isn't something that's been compromised in our family. That was always one of my favorite things. And it was so uh, an oddity, like... You actually eat dinner with your family all the like all the time. Like, yeah, you guys don't, or, or I'd have people over and uh, they'd find it weird that we actually sat down together at a table and not in front of a screen or something. And it was very interesting, and that's been lost, I think, today too. I mean, a lot of people don't eat with each other, and how special that is. That's really cool. And they, they apparently like whatever research research is done and says it like really it's it's foundational for kids. And like families to grow together and then development even in kids. Well, unfortunately, you know, parents are too busy or whatever. And it's like, even in my household, like it's, you know, occasionally if we make a meal, especially if we make a meal, we'll just all sit down. Just like me, my mom and my sister. And just like, yeah. Sometimes it will be with our phones, but we are all together. <laughs> you know, we might be watching our all, all our own shows, but still there's yeah. something just sitting together. Yeah. You know, instead of sprawled out in your bed or on the couch even the dog has really learned the routine <laughs> like it's she's such a smart dog even though she's kind of crazy sometimes but when we sit down to eat that's when she will go into her little crate that's right there where her food and everything is and she'll sit down and eat her food while we're eating <laughs> she won't bark at you no she only bark at strangers like me right yeah it's really weird and i guess it's very typical of dogs what, what kind of dog is she again border collie okay yeah we have a border collie next door, and does well, it bark like that? It doesn't bark as much, but like she also lost her sister, like oh. the border collie did, and it like she's just kind of been sad and lonely ever since then. It's kind of sad. That is sad. Do you have any family quotes? Yes, but I don't know if I could think of them right now. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna oh. say, but we can't say. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. We can't share them. <laughs> Parrot exclusive. <clears throat> yes, there's definitely different things that the kids have said over the years that have just stuck. <laughs> different names for things. And... Oh, the um, 
Transmission or is like uh, Kool-Aid, not Kool-Aid, uh, uh, what is it, air cooling or something like that in a car. And one of your kids called it like car Kool-Aid. Oh, I car heard Kool-Aid. that one even. Yeah. See? I think it was anti- anti-freeze or something. One of my favorites is James for a long time has called um, a cord, that, like the outlet piece that you plug into the wall, the piece of the cord. He calls it a flugger. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just Flugger. funny because it's such an unnatural word, but <laughs> in his vocabulary, it was made perfect yeah. sense. So, flugger. Yeah. yeah so, when he says flugger, we know exactly what he's talking about, <laughs> but most people probably don't. But now they do. Uh, what are your favorite gifts? Like, do you like to receive gifts? I don't. Basically, what's your love language? sound really dumb. <laughs> I don't. I can't say that I get particularly excited about receiving gifts. Even okay. if you get like something in the mail. But like she receives my mail like excitement. Yes, yes oh. I do receive mail daily. Um, <laughs> but it's all stuff that I've ordered. So the only excitement is just that I don't know what's coming and when. So I'm just like, oh, what shows up today? Okay, so the question really should be, what's your love language? Forgiving or receiving? Because I think it's kind of different. Receiving. I guess just thank yous, honestly. So words of affirmation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously, just thank yous. So tell Mindy thank you when you greet her. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, Mindy. Anytime you see Mindy, start it off with thank you and end it with thank you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That, that would make me happy. I, even if they aren't thanking me for anything, I'd be like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, what are um, some small things or thing that people do on just a normal basis uh, that make you feel loved. Jamesy's probably my best hugger right now. He just walks up and gives me hugs all the time. <laughs> no, just thoughtfulness. Um, like for example, yesterday, Lynette remembered that I had told her I had a doctor's appointment. And so she texted to follow up and say, how did that go? So I'd say that's a big one. Yeah. Just any, anything remembered. Like remembering you know? just the smallest mm-hmm. details. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of weird. Like I don't, give out a lot of information so then I know when somebody does remember something like that makes it a pretty big deal I'm I'm, maybe I'm kind of creepy but I'm all about getting other information from people and learning like everything about them like I love to learn about people he's probably over there mouthing me isn't he um but I just I love that I love to know people and so I get so excited about that that I don't necessarily offer up information about myself so are you good at reading people sometimes but then sometimes I can be way off yeah but for the most part I think I'm pretty good I guess where I'm usually off is that I tend to always see or find good or best in people so sometimes I can overlook Negative to a fault. Okay, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. When's the last time you went to a beach? <laughs> I thought you said beat your mountains. I was like, what in the world does that even mean? <laughs> um, I guess, uh, gosh, 2016. Oh my goodness. But you're going to a beach soon, aren't you? In July, yes. Let's go. How, how do you do vacation? Because you went to Branson last summer. Right. Always a house. We don't do hotels for a lot of reasons. Um, we used to, and it's not like we would never, but 
for the number of people and the needs of our family. Yes, always a house. Airbnb is a place to go. Even if you don't have 11 kids, Airbnb, <laughs> Verbo, I love it. Yeah. It's like you get it. I mean, you are spending, you know, time in someone else's house. I just, I love houses. I so do I'm too. Just like, let me explore and see what you have. And yeah. See and the layout. We're always cooking, so we have to have the kitchen. And since I love doing laundry, I always do laundry on vacation. Like, see, most people probably don't. They're probably like, oh, I want a vacation from laundry. Um, but I'm weird. I like to do it. So I have to have a laundry room. I actually used to offer to people when they'd come home from vacation, I'd be like, do you, do you want help doing your laundry? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's one of those weird things that people won't really take you up on. I get it. But it's something I've always liked to offer to, like when people are, are sick or have a death or just a busy time in their family. I'm like, I can do laundry. I will do your laundry. Should we just get... A laundry machine here for you oh just gosh, for like... I would be so happy. Because like we can shoot hoops I would do and then you can do laundry. I would be like, just bring the laundry in. I'll do <laughs> it. I love to fold. Like it has to be folded. I get really stressed out by people who just throw their laundry in a basket oh. and don't fold it. And when I see that my children have done that, it just really upsets me. Actually, something about laundry that I realized I didn't love doing, but in New Zealand, they don't have dryers. So you'd have to hang everything. Oh, oh but... On the base that I was at, it was four dollars, four New Zealand dollars for the drying, and I'm like, I am not paying four dollars to dry my clothes. So we would just hang it outside, and I discovered that it's very therapeutic. So since I've been home, I only like dry my like comforters and sheets and like big stuff like that or towels, and then everything else I hang up just on like this like big rack that I have, and it's been the best thirty dollars I've spent since you know coming home from New Zealand, and it's like. I'm like, well, I just kind of like doing it. You just plug in your headphones. And I mean, it doesn't take that long, but yeah. I, I didn't realize how much I actually liked it. It is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's Especially very, on a very, it's very relaxing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, well, my friend and I, we would do it at like 12 at night because we're like, yes. well, we really need to take our clothes out of the, <laughs> the washroom. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but that <laughs> <is> a, <laughs> if you guys want my laundry to be more therapeutic, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> Mindy, are you stressed? Here's my laundry. Here's my smelly clothes. (laughs) Hope this is therapeutic. Do you play video games? (laughs) A little bit. Oh, are you a Fortnite gamer? No, but I am recently hooked on Super Mario 3. All right. (laughs) I just, yeah. So Hibachi and Super Mario 3 Party at Mindy yes, Parrot's house. Oh, that Pretty sounds fun. I don't like even... May 24th, be there. <laughs> when is that? I, don't, I have no idea. Oh, it's sat- nope. it's a Tuesday or something, isn't it? Oh, it's a Monday. Hey, staff <laughs> outing? What's your favorite character in Mario? The turtles. <laughs> I like that I can pick them up and throw them. <laughs> the enemy. She... <laughs> But but I can use them to my advantage. You can. I mean, yes. I can do a lot with those things. Do you play on Nintendo Switch? No, or we play on it... one of those. I don't know what it is. Those little consoles, all in one things that have all the Nintendo ah, and Atari yes. games on them. Okay. Yeah. I do like the looks of some of the different characters that they come up with, though. Mm. Yeah, the skins. Yeah, like yeah. that marshmallow guy. Oh yeah. Can yeah. you do any Fortnite emotes? Oh, I think that would be funny if there's like a parrot just emote dancing party. Andy, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much. probably have a kid to pick up. I do. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll let Mindy go, but thanks for joining us. You'll probably hear from her again because 
she's staff and we like our staff and we're going to try to get more of our everyone on here from staff just to get to for you to get to know them more than like what they do here at church um and uh anything else no no i think that's it okay thanks for listening we hope you have a good week uh follow us on social media uh rooted underscore podcast underscore on instagram and then rude podcast no just rooted parkland chapel facebook i don't think we have any more social medias nope okay that's it well this has been rooted with mindy parrott